0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Another day with some green on the screen and there was hopes that we could have seen another consecutive day. This would have been day number five if the cattle could have pulled it off, but they moved to the lower, but hawks. They turned the page. We saw some positive numbers, some interesting influences as to what we're seeing going on in that market as well. We know the pressure is there from wheat from a global perspective. There's just a lot of factors that are working in to this trade as we get ready to wrap up the week. Joining us today, of course, Darren Fessler. Darren was with Lakefront Futures. And we got to start out with this hog market because it has been just a consistent down trade until this afternoon.
1: Yeah it really has been and, and you know what I what I said on Twitter and I said to some clients today, boy, this hog market feels like a blow off bottom. You know, we just talk about blow off tops, where the market tops off and just goes down. Boy, I, I think this is a blow off bottom, especially if you look at you look at hogs uh, in a spread trade relative to cattle. Uh, this is a market that is really, really overdue here for you know a correction to bounce higher. And it, to me, it's uh, it's it's really, really positive, especially if you look at you know whether you're looking at the front month, uh, you know April or May. I mean, we, and the April. One, Anyway, you got closed back above the five-day moving average, the 90-day moving average. That was the first time, uh, but you could say that basically in almost the last month here. So uh, I I really like to see what, what i've seen today in hogs now the biggest key thing is do we can we see the follow through um and so that that's really a big indicator to me as, as well here but you had cattle selling off of with, with wheat and corn rallying so to have that dynamic you know the really the turnaround in hogs again I, I like to see it but again can we get the funds to uh really buy in can we get the technical momentum enough to really shift the bearish focus and really drive this thing higher even if you got a 50% retracement from the recent high to the recent low, you're talking $5, $6 higher from here. So uh, again, good, good day here, day in
0: hogs. It is definitely, is this something, can the momentum keep going for him?
1: Uh, I, I, in my opinion, it certainly can. Uh, especially if you you have uh, a reopening of China, you we got to watch these obviously the export sales really closely. But uh, at this very very moment here, right, it's just simple momentum. And and so if we can get another follow through on some of these front month uh, hogs, again I I think that we could uh, you know especially these summer months that have been kind of beat up here, I, I do think that we could you know get back you know back to that mid uh, you know one oh six one oh seven level on those junes.
0: All right. Since we're on the livestock side, let's look at these cattle. What is it going to take to get some excitement built for this cash market? I mean, we see bids, you know, sitting at one fifty three and two forty five to two forty six, and just nothing's happening.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think some of that is, I think some of it's in in conjunction with what's going on here recently in, in corn. Corn has seemed like it maybe has found a bottom here yet this week, and you know, wheat seems like it's finding a bottom as well. Um, I although that I do think the fundamentals of cattle remain uh, a bullish here I think you still have a backdrop of really wish-washy economic numbers so on on the cash side of things especially on the feeder side I mean if you if your intention is to buy feeders now and, and the intention is fattening them up it's still there's not a whole lot of money there uh, to be made so you really got to buy it right and so I, I think that there, you, you turn a calendar to the new year I still think there might be a little bit of you know, a timid. You know, a little bit of people being timid about the market at the moment. Um, but again, you look at where you know the fat market has gone here. I mean, t- take the take the you know the April or the the June cattle here, and we're still at some decent levels. And it's not to say we can't go higher here. And we're continuing to tell our clients if you got the June, if you, you're you're you having fats, if you got June upwards of one. 158, 159, 160. These are all levels that we like to reward this market. And the same thing on the feeders. I mean, hopefully we can get some higher prices back up to those upper 180s on some of these front months, even you know back above that uh, or near closer to two bucks on that on that May contract. These are all again good levels to to step in here and hedge this market. But you look at the cattle and feed on Friday, uh numbers down again, it, it, it kind of just continues to show me that, hey, there's much more of a fundamental side of things happening here. But once we get closer in the spring here, I think that you watch these weather patterns really closely here. They seem to me like they're changing, although we are dry. They seem like they are changing. So I think that might give guys a little bit more optimism here to, you know, keep some cattle back here and you know, and restart rebuilding those herds
0: up. Is there some possible positioning started, though, ahead of the, the January cattle inventory report coming out on Tuesday?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I certainly think there's some positioning ahead of there. Uh, but mo- I mostly think so far what we've seen this week is you've, you've seen some corn bottom, uh, you've seen some pressure come off of cattle uh, here today, and I, I think there's an unwind of the hog cattle spreads that's, that is taking place at the moment.
0: What other things are you kind of keeping an eye out for when it comes to this, this livestock complex overall?
1: The biggest thing right now is weather um obviously we're keeping a close eye on the cash prices of these things, but uh, when I look at the overall the livestock market here i 'm looking at things that are funds who who may not have any direct ties to the ag side of things looking for to put new money in places that things that have been beat up and i fund there's two products funds always like it 's beans and it 's hogs and and the way I look at the how the hog prices perform performed today again this is it uh, could be a pretty big unwind here that's happening because if you look at the the hog or the cattle versus hog spread. I mean, we're you know th- we're already about seventy nine dollars above cattle above hogs, and so this is one of the highest spreads that we've seen since October of fifteen. So we got to respect that. And so again, if if the funds really want to dump cattle by hogs, I, I, they could do it in a big way. And I think that's going to be a huge driver for the hogs over the next few weeks, maybe the next few months.
0: Some exciting times for them and for producers as well.
1: No, absolutely.
0: Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up. When we turn around and come back with the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell, we're going to talk about some uh, Commitment of Traders chatter that's out there. Of course, you know that everything going on in Ukraine and the Black Sea region has gotten the attention of the ag markets as well. But how about natural gas? That's not something we talk about very often on the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to talk about what that all means with this market and a whole lot more. It is the Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.
1: Hey, Tom, I see a Fontenelle sign there on your North 80. That corn looks pretty good. Well, yeah, my neighbors had good luck with Fontenelle, so I decided to give it a try. They've been around for quite a while? They well, sure have. In the last three seasons, Fontenelle's 15 top-yielding corn products had over a 9-bushel advantage over Pioneer's commercially available-leading volume corn products wow that's impressive i'm thinking i might add some Fontenelle to my farm well just contact your local dealer or go to fontenelle.com if you want more information read and follow pesticide label directions grain marketing and other stewardship practices KRVN. Welcome
0: back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Darren Fessler. Darren, of course, with Lakefront Futures. And we left off kind of talking about all the things that have been happening on the livestock complex. So switching pages and, and looking over to the grains, which saw another positive day. Um, Ukraine, Black Sea region, uh, they made news in the last couple of days. They continue to make news again today. We're we gonna. How long do you think this is going to stay? a core influence on the grain complex?
1: Well, I, I think all, it all comes down to headline risk here, especially for the wheat market. Uh, when I look at the Paris wheat market, I, I always look at, first off, how, how, is, how are Ukrainian and Russian, uh, what are their fob prices relative to the rest of the world? Second thing I look at is obviously the Paris wheat market. And then third, with the U.S., you know not competitive and when I say not competitive like it's not even the realm of competitive but that does not mean we can't see some higher prices but it's going to start in those regions outside of the US France for example if we look at that Paris wheat market, the next shows funds continue to add shorts. That's, they've added shorts now for six consecutive weeks. If you look at the wheat market here, they continue the funds, they meaning the funds, continue to add shorts here as well. So when, when I see the winter wheat conditions as they are, <clears throat> and I speak to clients, we, we know some of those conditions and we know some of that stuff is going to be abandoned come spring. It's just not going to come up and never germinate. So a lot of issues there fundamentally but when when the funds just continue to add and pound the short side of the market here you i think you're starting to breed complacency in the wheat and then you start to think okay will we or won't we or whatever the situation is with the u.s maybe sending tanks to ukraine good bad and different doesn't matter but just the idea that the tensions could rise could, spoke, could could easily spook the funds that are short to short cover. And that's what we're looking at here. And I think that once we see the commitment of traders come out – now, granted, it may not show this week, but it may show the next report. You could see the funds start to short cover quite a bit. Now, granted, watch the Paris wheat market. I think it's going to give us some guidance because it is starting to bottom out here. Same thing with the wheat market here. If I look at the Chicago wheat, I could even say Kansas City for this matter. You're taking out multi-month trend lines. That is, to me, momentum is starting to shift here. Now we're going to have to see some follow-through, but this is all conducive for higher corn. High correlations right now are seen between wheat and corn, so higher wheat is going to be higher corn. Again, tensions rise when you start seeing headlines start to shift, and and you heaven forbid. Let's knock it wood. I don't want any bombs being thrown, any more destroy, any of that stuff, but it's all about spooking the funds here and that could really guide us to some higher prices uh, when it comes to the winter wheat market the KC market the, the you know spring Chicago and so again I, I think that producers if you're sitting here with old crap, have some targets in mind, and because I do think this're going to be conducive for some higher prices here again it may not the funds may not go that long wheat, but it, they don 't have to even a short coverage of thirty or forty thousand contracts they're still short, but that thirty or forty thousand could be a difference between a, a fifty sixty seventy ninety cent rally in this market that gives you that opportunity to to further some sales make some hedges
0: let 's talk natural gas. What are your thoughts on what 's going on there?
1: Yeah, I think option expiration here tomorrow um, is really crushing the Feb contract. I think there's a lot of uh, bigger players that are shorts and puts here in this market that are starting to cover them uh, with some uh, short futures. I think once you see that unwind here, and again, you, w- with Russia and Ukraine being big uh, natural gas producers and exporters, I, I think that you look at this market and you look at it, it's down almost 60 percent here over the last six weeks, and you say, "Whoa, this is, this is," you know, you're talking pre-pandemic type levels here. And when you're talking sub three buck natural gas, I mean, there's a lot of things that go wrong. There's a reason why they call the natural gas market the widow maker. And so I'd be very, very cautious here being short natural gas. If you are an end user, one who uses natural gas for irrigation purposes or whatever you are on your operation, now's the time to start looking at some opportunities here to play, play the upside in natural gas here. Again, this is a very, very beat up market. Tension's may be starting to rise here in eastern
0: europe you you were talking a, a little bit ago about twitter and during the front half and you had put a post on there and i thought it was interesting about these soybeans and the third highest level for this time of year otherwise it was 13 14 before we saw this happen
1: yeah, if you look at the spread action between front month beans, say the March contracts relative to the May contracts, so I'm looking at the spread action. The spread action in beans remains favorable, remains friendly. Uh, I always say the spreads are the canary in the coal mine, so this could be conducive for some higher bean prices. Again, uh, we're still recommending producers to be heavily sold here on beans, but still volatility is very, very cheap in the options. Keep yourself flexible if you decide to sell.
0: All right, lots of great stuff is once again, best way for folks to get a hold of you.
1: They can reach me directly, call me or text me at 312-858-3668.
0: And of course, I encourage you to follow them on Twitter as well. As we always remind folks, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That's the Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. It's brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.